You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy Monday. Why does it feel like it's been so long? For some reason, I feel like I haven't talked to you in ages. It's like I've died and been reborn. And if you know, you know, because I fucking basically did. The Instagram gods were cruel and unusual to me. And I wokey wokey from a nap. True story. True story. If you don't care about this, you're going to care for about 35 more seconds. And then we'll get in. To all the reasons you're here, you perverts. No, I'm just kidding. This is good shit. The Instagram gods took away my took away my account. I look at it. Your account's been disabled. Immediate PTSD because I've had three accounts taken away thus far. Censorship much? Censorship. Love the podcast. I can say whatever the fuck I want. It's delightful. It's delicious. We keep going. I mean, almost right. Almost. You got to read the room, but I made the room. So no one's forcing you to listen. No one's like, listen to this. That would be a form of torture for some, maybe. Blaring loud my voice for 48 hours. That'll get you to say anything. No, but let me tell you the, the sadness and woe that I felt. Because before, it, it was skin in the game as far as effort. And you really put a lot. If you have any sort of online business as far as it matters your community matters where you can engage with people which inspires content how to communicate to my people okay you're my freaky family I need it I have invested quite a pretty penny in this sick ass merch coming soon that I've really I've done it the right way if you're a new listener or maybe like kind of newish and you've heard like before when I was like merch and people DM me like where's the merch that we're gonna pretend like that never happened it was just a drop shipping journey and I've learned that I'm better than that you deserve better than that I want to pack it, spray it with my smell, like kiss the sticker, handwritten note, skip to USPS, mail you a nice quality piece of clothing. I am ADHD. This wasn't even a part of the story, but merch plug right there. Coming soon, baby. Coming soon. Back to my story. I was devastated. 
I was in shock. I knew the ch- the chances felt slim, but I remained optimistic because my husband, God bless his soul, after eight years of being together, he just read The Secret for the first time, and it's awesome. I'm good for. I'm I'm excited. I'm a Secret fan. I love the fucking Secret. Who doesn't? If you haven't read The Secret, you're missing out. But with this newfound optimism, he was like, "Babe, you're gonna get it back. I know you're getting it back." I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I am fucking getting it back. I am. And behold, behold, guess what came through? Community, baby. Community. Thankfully, some of you follow my personal page as well. And I believe my heart is telling me it was the listener who, in his web of network, are some IG developers and... It really, everyone I've ever talked to in the creator space who's had an Instagram lost, you have to fucking know somebody. Like you legitimately like have to have a friend of a friend of a friend or like someone you know somehow that can send an email and you're golden, you're good. But it is like bots and moderators and the computer and the system and people taking accounts down left and right. And so I am walking a fine line. I don't know if this means I'm good forever. Like, ooh, her name's in an email. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I think I got to mind my P's and Q's. Quit sending me unsolicited weird shit. You're hurting my account. <laughs> you know who you are. And even to my, my fam, my people, sometimes we're going to have to censor certain words because they think it's like a brothel. Or something. I don't. I don't know. IDK. Maybe FF Jill. I have no idea what's going on, but so they. It's always like you have violated our terms of service. Sexually explicit content. Meanwhile, Brookie One Hundred One with John Three Sixteen in her bio has her camera angled where her clit. I can see the. I can see her clit. I can essentially. It's, I'm inside of her labia. I see the brown starfish and she's got 3.1 million followers and it's on like top post. Okay. I don't understand. I'm just trying to educate. I'm just trying to tell you have a better marriage. I'm just trying to get you through the day, maybe have an orgasm and not hate your fucking life. Speaking of not hating your life, I've got an interview for you. We've got a guest today. People are here. Mind your manners. Next week, we'll solo it. We'll bring it back to the locker room. I know I've had a lot of guests. It's weird. Don't think that this is a normal thing. You know, I don't really want other people around for the most part, but I'm <laughs> just kidding. It's our locker room, but there's a guest, Dr. Jordan Wiggins. Ladies, get Get ready for this one. Notes and pens and pads or iPhones, something. Men, you want to broaden your fucking insight and perspective and maybe go, you know what? I, I could do that. I could put the kid to bed, run her a bath, and then maybe she's ready to bone after. So stay tuned. You know, all of this can go in your favor as well if you pay attention. And women, we're talking hormones. I'm talking mismatched sex drives. What do you do when you feel completely burnt out in the bedroom? Dr. Jordan Wiggins is the host of the Pleasure Principles podcast, and she's very knowledgeable and passionate about this subject. And her name's Jordan. Jordan squared, J squared. She spells it with an I. I spell it with a Y. Doesn't fucking matter. All Jordans are like sexy in their own way. I have not met an ugly Jordan. My boyfriend did cheat on me with a girl named Jordan. And she's a total fucking whore. And I will stand by that one. But you know what? She is pretty. <laughs> she is pretty. I have a story I probably shouldn't tell. But one t- a long episode ago. 
I was telling about my like my first love, my first true love, and how he cheated on me with a girl named Jordan, spelt with a Y, and it was just fucked. And that was actually his ex-girlfriend. So he cheated on me with his ex-girlfriend, okay? And a listener legitimately, just from kind of what I described and said that now you can all see her naked, purchase her naked photos everywhere they're to be seen. So everybody can have a piece of that. No hate to, that's not why I'm calling her a whore. Or is it? But she was a whore because she's a homewrecker. There was no home. <laughs> there was no home to wreck. <laughs> I'm just being better. But he knew who it was. He was like, are you talking about beep, beep? And I was like, no fucking way. He's like, yeah, she's so hot. And I'm like, cool, <laughs> cool, block. Just kidding. <laughs> I didn't block him. But cool, cool. So there's that. Stay tuned for that fabulous interview. I'm glad I got a little trauma share out of that one. And Let's get into our first segmento, listener questions. Let's go. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No okay, here we go. Your favorite part. Question number one. Wait, before question number one, the person who keeps writing in asking to hear my husband spank me. And it's it's from a girl name every time, but then sometimes no name. And it's like, um, did you not read my message? I really want to hear your husband spank you this Monday. No, okay, back off. No, no, no. You, done, you submitted it like 54 times. And clearly I'm just like ignoring it. So move onward. There's audio erotica where you can hear someone slap a chicken breast and pretend it's a nice juicy ass. Join the Patreon. Link in episode notes. Okay, question number one. I have a follow-up listener question about woman being silenced by husband. Check out last week's episode if you have no idea what I'm talking about. Any tips on the opposite? I wouldn't mind if my wife was louder at times. Okay, so I think with that, it's it wouldn't be as hard as you might think it is. Now, it could be a million things. Maybe that's just not her personality. Now I'm going to totally not sugarcoat it and just shoot it straight. Are you, are you fucking her right? Are you fucking her right? So I, I would gauge the look in her eyes and see she glazing over. And I'm not trying to make you self-conscious by any means, but I do think this could be an opportunity to open up a conversation and find out, does my wife like the sex that we're having? Does she like the way that I fuck her? If you really can't tell, if you might have, you have some room for doubt where you're like, you know, I think she's coming, then I encourage you. I encourage you to have a conversation. And maybe that seems awkward to you, but dude, you're doing your relationship a solid, a solid. Hopefully that would make her realize, okay, okay, he's giving a fuck. Like, cool, we're moving in the right direction. Maybe it'll feel insecure. She's like, why all of a sudden 
is he caring? Maybe she'll feel shy about it because that's an uncomfortable topic for her. But if you preface it or you make sure you start it off with like some affirmations, a little, you know what? I've been thinking about us and like, what do I want in my marriage? And like, what does a good marriage look like? And I was really thinking about that. And I was thinking our pleasure, like us experiencing pleasure together to connect, not just me getting off. Like, I don't want you to think that because I could see how it would be easy to think that for stereotyping guys and wanting to get their dick wet. If you fucking said that, you just took down a lot of women's walls. You validated fears, whether irrational or not to you. You validated some shit she probably thinks in her head. And this could be the opener. This could make her go, oh, okay. Like I feel, I feel seen. I feel ready for the combo. So then you preface it with that. And then you go into, I want to feel closer to you. I want to feel connected. And I was thinking, you know, I don't really know. Are you enjoying this? Are you having a good time? I'm not dead. I think with a little intention, I could get to fucking like you wanted in no time. And don't take this personally. Like everyone's anatomy is different. Maybe she's a hardcore friction girly. Maybe X, Y, and Z doesn't work for her, but this, this, and this does. And if she has no idea what she likes, because this was another thought I had, had I had, is that maybe she doesn't feel comfortable. Maybe that feels embarrassing to her. Can I talk? Because it's a podcast. I should talk that's embarrassing. She feels uncomfortable. She's just not a big noisy girl. It feels great. She loves it. She thinks like maybe she's just not in tune with her body and she needs to start listening to the podcast. In that case, let's start her from the beginning. By the time she catches up to here, she won't give a fuck. She will be like, this changed my life. Praise be. I want her to take one solo pleasure course for her uneducated and watch the woman change watch the woman change I'll say it again she said it before I think masturbation would be would be so beneficial for her in this situation to get more comfortable with her body to feel free to express herself however whilst feeling good now I know you're like that doesn't help me because I can't make her do that but you can start with the conversation, which then could maybe highlight some things, highlight where she feels uncomfortable, triggered, where she might go, you know what, I need to do a little work on this because, man, he wants, we want a good marriage. This is what he thinks is an ideal marriage. I don't totally disagree with him, but I don't really know how. And voila, there's resources. But none of this will happen. None of it will snowball unless you talk about it. So I wish you the best. This next question I got broke my little heart. But you know what? I um, I don't know. Here we go. I've been married 24 years and I love the pod. It has helped me so much. But the wife has asked me to stop listening to your podcast. I don't understand the problem. Can you tell me possibly why this would be? She just won't tell me and says, I need to work it out. I think it could be because of the sex talk on the pod. Okay, so I wish you could hear my answer, but then you would probably be in more trouble for, for doing that. So don't do that. Bad idea, terrible. But I'll tell you this, you could maybe go, you know what? I see that you're very triggered by me. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming on swinging. I think that you you seem triggered. This is a terrible thing to say to a woman, but 
Here we go. I think you're really triggered by this and it's worth exploring. Like, don't you think maybe what, what is it? Why won't you tell me? What if I said to you, sweetheart, that you need to work it out and that I'm trying to make things better around here, spicier around here. This isn't me diddle daddling. This is me learning, sweetheart. (laughs) I would say you got to listen to two episodes. If you still feel like this is something that is indoctrinating me, brainwashing me, bringing me down. Maybe she's like, you're too horny and I don't need one more thing to make you want any more sex. If you're fucking every day and she's like an all-star wife, which that does not make you an all-star wife, by the way, I just wanted to throw that in there. But I'm saying y'all sex life's good, whatever that means frequency wise for you. And you're listening to the podcast and she's like, what? What is he trying to do here? Like, I thought things were in trip, don't trip. You could be like, I want to learn to date my spouse, sweetie. You should listen with me. Maybe we don't start off with the, you seem triggered. Maybe that's like at the very end. And I notice that maybe this is triggering to you. And why don't you explore this further? She could drop your head off. There's a good chance. Or she could storm off. Or she could, I think those are more probable than her changing her mind. So you could be just shit out of luck. And as much as I want the downloads, truly, like, no joke, there was a part of me that was like, fucker, listen to it anyways. But no, no, no. Happy wife, happy life. Don't get in fights over a fucking podcast. Now, do I think it's silly? Yeah. Do I think it's a tad insecure? Yeah. Do I think it's like she doesn't even know? what she's saying no to. Yeah. And I can also say that the title of my podcast is like, eh, you know, and it can raise a few brows. It can be a brow raiser. It's very clickbaity, but it's, you know, there was intention behind the name as well, sort of, but definitely don't let a show calls you major grief at home. So who knows if you're even listening to this? She may have, you know, like took all your devices and been like, listen, you son of a bitch, if you ever listen to this slut again, who knows? I hope not. Hope you're listening. Love ya. Okay. Next question. And last question, because we've got people, places, and things to do. Okay. Hi, Jordan. I'm writing to ask you what you know about a men's refractory period. I'm 40 and ever since I've been having sex, whenever I come, I lose interest in sex and I don't mentally feel like I want it again. Physically, I could go again maybe within 15 to 30 minutes, but most times I don't enjoy it anywhere near the amount I enjoyed the first time. This has always been the same for me, no matter age, no matter the person I'm with. Is this it for me or can I improve things in any way? Otherwise, my sex life with my wife is great, but I always find myself holding back to last longer. My wife sometimes gets annoyed because she wants me to come. Thanks. Your podcast is great, by the way. Okay. So I thought this was a great question because I think it's something that's not talked about as often as it's experienced. And I think it's, I'm stretching my back. such, such a common, the men are like nodding, like I relate, I relate. Because if you don't know, if anyone's like, what's a refractory period? It's like your bounce back 
period. And people are always searching ways. How can I reduce that? Shorten that time. The time from when you climax orgasm for most men, this means ejaculation until they can get an erection and ejaculate again. I saw a lot of things about age, like teenage boys. It can be minutes where uh, a young man, 20s, 30s, it is maybe hours or half an hour, 20 minutes. And then for like 55 and up, it could be a whole fucking day. It be 24 hours. And obviously there are men that are exceptions to these rules. And it's like not a generalized thing. It's like it varies. It varies. And it seems like there's a lot of factors involved as well. And there's been many studies and it came down to like researchers don't really fully understand what causes the refractory period or why it varies so much in duration from person to person. A lot of research suggested that a person's overall health, lifestyle, the relationship quality, the quality of sex and the frequency of sex can all be determining factors. I think your overall health, meaning your hormone levels or something to be worth checked on. In the interview today, she talks about stress and cortisol levels and her belief of assessing a whole big picture. And she's not one to probably recommend hormone therapy. So there are so many viewpoints and doctors that passionately believe through certain methods you can regain some of the attributes that you feel like you lost in the bedroom, sex-wise, dick-wise. Side note, when I do the Blue Chew promo, it's like I mentioned that it's not just for guys with ED. Sometimes it's you want to go longer and you want to be able to go more rounds. I feel like those Western medicine solutions, <laughs> I know temporary, I know instant gratification, I know not long-term solution. I think that would be more lifestyle, getting your hormones checked. I did a interview on Dr. Bawa's podcast and she like specializes in rejuvenating dicks, like bringing them fucking back to life. So I think there's a lot of options out there if you do your due diligence. But still, no hate to the Viagra, Cialis, Levitra game, okay? You do what you got to do, and sometimes it's just fun. So let's not hate on any methods we use in the meantime. To the listener asking the question, I don't think you're fucked. I think you could do your homework and you could get a doctor involved if you felt necessary. I don't think you should be as hard on yourself. Like you are not alone. And if there's any men listening that have experience and go, oh man, I relate and here's what I did, bring it on. I'll post it on my IG stories. I love when I get feedback and I get to share. If you're like, oh, where's the Instagram? All that shit is in the episode notes. So anything we talk about and you're like, ooh, I want to remember that. What was it? Most likely it'll be mentioned in the episode notes. You'll notice there's a link to get to the Patreon. If you like audio erotica, they are not my personal stories, but they are others' personal stories. Or maybe it's just well-written, sexy fiction Juicy, delicious, naughty stories. I cover all the genres, mostly, for the most part. There is a line. There's a fucking line. But yeah, if audio erotica is your jam, then the Patreon's for you. Go check it out. New stories uploaded every week. Hello. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, let's do this. Dr. Jordan is a pleasure expert, a naturopathic doctor and author. She is the CEO of Pleasure Collective, a coaching community for high achieving women who want more pleasure in their lives in and out of the bedroom. Dr. Jordan is really cool. I asked her all the questions that I think the freaky fam would have been like, chime in and ask this. I channeled you through me and did my bestest. And she's a baddie. She once was a burnt out, divorced owner of a seven figure women's health clinic. She felt stuck and uninspired and combining her years of medical and holistic knowledge with personal experience and exploration. She unlocked her desires, attracted her reality as a fulfilled CEO, mom, stepmom, doctor, friend, lover, and women's wellness advocate. She believes that great sex is just the beginning and everything comes when you learn how to receive better sex, better health, and more wealth. So without further ado, here's Dr. Jordan Wiggins. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm a listener. So and we I'm just excited went, to be a guest. I'm so excited. And I had so much fun going on your podcast. I I loved it. I had so much fun talking to you and two Jordans make the world go around. <laughs> when I saw your name on my calendar for this week, I was like, oh, I'm excited to talk to her again. Yes. A week. It was like last week, right? I think that's good. Yeah. yeah. Catching right up. Okay. So mm-hmm. I wanted to talk with you about a few different topics, but specifically, I want to first, before we get into questions, I want to know how you became passionate about this topic. Like, was it, have you always been passionate about sex or did this evolve over time? Yes and no. I think I was always passionate about it. I realized that this was so sort of a calling for me because I can think back to like giving my friends a tutorial on how to give good blow jobs like in med school <laughs> um <laughs> pre my pre-med degree actually uh and they were just like all captive listeners and then like fast forward to d- today I'd be at business masterminds and I was running a women's health clinic so dealing with a lot of like hormones thyroid autoimmune stuff um But then I'd be like, but my secret passion is really like sex and intimacy and pleasure. And then all the women, because usually, you know, you have like your stuff during the day and then you have some type of like networking event at night. So again, I'd have like circles of women around me with our drinks and they'd be like leaning in and asking these questions. So I had hormone issues that affected mental health and libido. I've been the higher drive partner in all of my relationships, but one. Sorry, yeah. the high drive spell sometimes and the low drive, right? I have empathy yeah. for both, sympathy for both. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as a female with higher drive, like it, it hurt, it stings a little more. 
Yeah, because we have this whole narrative, right? That it's like there's something wrong with us or we're not sexy enough or we're not like maybe he's getting it somewhere else. There's yeah. a huge not enoughness vibe. Um, whereas if you're a female with low libido, it's kind of like they're being chased and pursued all the time. I mean, I guess. Yeah. And but only for so long. Like sometimes I get people writing in and it's like the guys feel so uh so pushed off and rejected so that so they're like at some point I I don't want to go ask anymore and I'm sure I mean the same thing I I have felt rejected where I feel like I start to assume like I'll assume like oh well we just had sex last night so he's probably not horny today because you know he had his release yes. and I'm, I'm now horny er and want to do it again <laughs> and i when i feel rejected i don't know about you but i feel like rejection doesn't feel good for anybody but in anybody. their mind it doesn't i don't feel like they see it as like they're trying to hurt us it's just the way they feel in their body yeah definitely like the the higher drive person feels rejected and the lower drive person feels like there, you know, I guess there's a not enoughness on both sides, really, mm-hmm. when you think it, about it, because the low drive person might feel like, oh, I'm not something's wrong like, with I need me to do this out of obligation. Or so, yeah. So I think we're yeah. there's the shame and For not sure. enoughness on on both sides. But yeah, I've definitely been there where it's like, OK, we just had sex last night. So mm. <laughs> probably when you work with people, what do you tell them? Like when people come to you and because you work one-on-one with people, right? Yes. I think first of all, normalizing low or mismatched libidos, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) that this is something that we need to accept as reality in long-term relationship. Uh And sometimes even it flips, like if maybe the female is the higher drive partner, but then she has two kids and maybe she's lower drive for a period. So maybe she feels depressed. Maybe she, you know, like like a season. Yeah. There's yes, there's stuff going on and, and same for the male partner, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe work is really stressful or whatever. So, and not whatever to like pass it off, but whatever, as in life issues, health issues, whatever's coming up maybe your parent dies and it's really hard for you and you're grieving. So normalizing low libido or mismatched libidos in long-term relationship is the first and foremost thing to just realize like, there's not something wrong with you. There's not something wrong with the relationship because that's what I find we try and do is Mm -hmm. just blame, blame ourselves, blame our partner and want to leave. And it's like, yes, yes. And it's like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not jump there. Let's explore, like let's explore your desire and turn on. And because pr- right now working with women, they haven't done a ton of sex, sexual exploration or they have, mm-hmm. but it's in mm-hmm. like one area limited and they don't really know. Yeah. Limited. Cause sometimes it'll be like, they'll be like, well, I'm orgasming and yeah. this, but it's like, yeah, but if you don't like want sex, yeah. if you yeah. don't want to like rip your partner's clothes okay. off from time mm-hmm. to time, like, and yes, out. that frequency <laughs> might be different, but yeah, something's yeah. like, we're missing something yeah. here. An element. And here. I find, yeah, self pleasure. Like there's just so many things that aren't explored um so you so like that's kind of the journey. journey yeah 
Always, always, always. And even like there's, cause so my group program is called pleasure principles and there's even so many hangups around self-pleasure and like, am I like shame my partner? or just not is knowing it, yeah, what to do, okay. not knowing what to do all of it. At some point we internalize like masturbation is bad or my husband grew up Mormon. I mean, there was like, I'm not trying to shit on any Mormons right now, but I, I found that there was a lot of shame surrounding uh, masturbating. It was like a no, no, like a confession, like something you did bad. And I can't imagine like long-term, you know, that you, you probably feel that sticks with you and whether you realize it or not sometimes. And research shows that couples that masturbate have better communication, have better sex and intimacy, have better relationship satisfaction cool. than couples that don't. We'll see. You're doing something good for your... <laughs> keep masturbating. And I feel like it helps me as a woman understand my body more and like stay in tune with my body. And I'm more comfortable to try something different or like when I went on a squirting journey, that, that was a solo journey at first because I'm navigating before I go in front of someone. I feel better doing that. Exactly. And it's so much easier to navigate and learn these things by ourselves. I was at literally just led a group call this morning, 11 a.m. my time. And I talked about how we should be, because I think there's this myth, like this Disney princess myth in a way of like being kissed awake, being, you know, our virginity is taken from us, all these things. But it's like, no, we need to stand in our sexual power and own our pleasure and yeah own being able to make ourselves feel good and we should be able to make ourselves feel the best because we're in our own heads and in yeah. our own bodies but there's this thing that's like sex should be done to us and I think it huh. really it's like we need the undoing of that yeah, yeah totally because if like vagina right we refer to women's anatomy like it's really a vulva what you can see externally is really a vulva but we oh call it gosh. a vagina in okay. relation to a penis educate me right now so that's that's my vulva that's not my vagina my vagina is the hole your vagina is the hole that we put a tampon and a penis in yes and a penis so in. you can't actually see it so it's literally like if we called a cock a scrotum <laughs> Like that's we called so it the wrong name. Like that's not, that's, and it's so funny. Like it's so funny that guys, I think I saw, I saw some comedian woman interviewing men in the street and like, or had like a diagram of a vagina and was like, show me the clip, you know? And it was mind blowingly hilarious that so many men were pointing at the wrong hole. <laughs> like, like that don't know that all these holes are there. And, and my husband literally thought I peed out of the same hole. <laughs> that is so weird. Like what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> it's, it's a common misconception. It's not his fault. The clitoris was left out of medical textbooks. Like the clitoris was left the out fuck? of anatomical textbooks until, well, this it was fucking... in and then they removed it for a number of years. And Why? I think it came back in like the nineties. Why? Why was it taken out? I think it's oppression of female the clit. sexuality. 
Yeah, the clit. That's disturbing. And it's an organ just for pleasure, right? Like it doesn't necessarily have a any purpose. Well, actually, I would argue that it yeah. has a very like a health as far as like health and whatever. I would argue that it has a big purpose for mental health and hormone balance and pain reduction and just all of the amazing things that we know orgasm and so sex what do we can pee? do. We pee out of our urethra. You pee out of your urethra. Which is located. Yeah, it'd be like <laughs> clitoris, then urethra, then vagina, then anus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that they don't need, I would never call a man's penis a scrotum. So now I'm going to start calling it my vulva. Right. So when you're looking at like a pussy, it's the anatomical term for the whole thing is a vulva. If we want to be correct. I will correct myself from now. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah. And correct our children too. Like let us let's teach, teach them the, the proper right anatomical terms. Mm-hmm. I have a young child. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> People listening that are and specifically women because and their husbands write in all the time talking about their hormones and that journey. And I've always been from what I've heard from listeners, pro going on that journey, going to the doctor, seeing what's going on with your body, because so many women have said that getting on like progesterone cream or pellets, which I don't know what these things are. I haven't experienced this, but they said it changed their life. But when, when I was reading what you sent me earlier about things you're passionate about, it said like the myths around hormones or some about hormones being the blame the yes. the culprit of why they don't feel good. Tell me more about that. That was interesting to me. Do you think it's just commonly like, oh, we blame this and that's actually not the cause of it? Or what do you think? Totally. And I wrote about this. There's an entire chapter in my book for details on this because I know some people like to really geek out on the hormone stuff. They do. Um, and I'm like, yeah. perfect, you're here. Tell and, us. And the, so I had a women's health clinic for nine years. And I saw thousands of women as patients. And whenever libido was an issue, there was pain with sex. It was always like, it's gotta be my hormones, test my hormones, which I would happily do for people. And more times than not, I found that several other things improved, like sleeping better, more energy, better mood. Some of like the stubborn weight would come off. Um, So things were improving, but libido would not in the majority of people. There was like one in 10 that they saw people that by balancing their hormones, they would be like, wow, I'm back. Okay. And generally, yes. And this is like, it's research proven. Um, serum testosterone. So doing a blood test for your levels of testosterone does not correlate to, um, libido, especially in women. (gasps) Interesting. Wow. Okay. That's like blowing my mind right now. Yes. I just assumed it was. You would think that. And obviously if we're sleeping better and feeling better and have more energy, a natural result of that could be more libido, like an increased libido, but it was never the wow. And I think we hear online, like obviously you're going to hear the stories of the one in 10 people that it does help. Mm -hmm. But then 
the other people, especially if they're women and they've gone to these doctors and tried different therapies and they don't get that wow effect, then they are like, what the fuck? Like what's wrong with me? Like I actually am broken when no, it's actually lifestyle and they're in like a stress cycle or something. There's what they've been taught is broken. So that is massive. I find that cortisol dysfunction is far more correlated to libido than estrogen, progesterone, or testosterone. And that is a very controversial statement to say, but I've had like literally thousands of women as patients and coached hundreds. And so stress, cortisol is your stress level, essentially. Cortisol is a hormone produced in response to stress. And when we have little bits of stress, we want cortisol. Like we want, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just, if we live in a stressed out state, our nervous systems are dysregulated for Mm -hmm. an extended period of time, which most of us living in North American culture, it is that way. Like we're on, we're on phones where we do so much like, um, so when we're in that fight, flight, freeze state, the pleasure centers in our brain are actually turned off. Wow. Does that make the blood flow not go to their penis or something? Or like, if I'm thinking about it. Yeah. So our blood, our blood flow is to our like survival organs, our heart, our lungs, our muscles, because our body thinks like we need to fight or flight. We like, there's a, there's a danger here. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite, like the parasympathetic, that rest and digest, that's when our pleasure centers are turned on, when we can feel more pleasure, like touch is more pleasurable. Yeah. yeah. Taste is better because our body's not concerned about survival at that point. So a lot of people are like, I'm broken or something's wrong with me. I don't want sex when really it's just, we need to turn the pleasure centers in your brain yeah. back on. So it's the way you're living, essentially, like the little tweaks that you could make. Because I mean, there are times when like maybe their career, someone's career is really stressful for them or the age of their kids. So my husband takes testosterone and it was it was a mismatched libido situation. And first he got on something that that uh, was like naturally producing. And like he's this has been an incredibly stressful year of our life for many different reasons. And he's building a company. He, there was just many life things, events that happened. It was, I could see where the cortisol levels probably (laughs) weren't where they should be, but I did see an increase. So like he was on something that helped his body naturally produce it. We didn't see a difference. I could totally see and hear him express how shitty he felt about himself. They're like, oh, like I'm 38 years old and I don't like I, this isn't working for me and I don't feel good. And now he's like, I'm losing my hair at like a rapid rate. And now I'm breaking out. I never did before, but now I want to fuck you all the time. So I guess it's worth it. So like what, (laughs) as a doctor, do you think that that is like, there's other ways he could go about this? Their hormones are different. Because they don't, they're not cycling monthly. They have more like higher testosterone in the morning and it dips in the evening. And then as they age, it's less and less. Yeah. And what we're seeing is more of an andropause, like a male menopause. And that is because of stress hormone or like prolonged stress effects, partly. 
and then we're inflamed and then our hormones don't divide properly. And I'm just trying to like summarize some really boring biochemistry. (laughs) Um, so, but, okay. So there's this whole steroid hormone pathway. Yeah. It's not sexy. Like this stuff, it it turns you (laughs) off. Right. But it's informative. Um, I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe there are some people that have a fetish to listen to people talk about <laughs> cellular pathways. I don't know. Could Probably. Um, <laughs> so by replacing te- just testosterone, we're not fixing the root of the issue, which was probably cortisol dysfunction and an over a couple enzymes that are overactive because of other things going on for him, right? Because if you're stressed, then you're probably not sleeping great and you're probably not eating as well as you could and you're more inflamed. And it's just this like- All these little habits that make up so much. Exactly. And then, so if we just replace testosterone, but we haven't fixed the other points at the pathway where things are going wrong, then we get hair loss, then we get acne. Other, uh, So uh, to me, it's never just about hormone replacement. It's about always the whole picture. picture. Yeah, because I say that the steroid hormone pathway, it's like a spider web. Like we can't just like take one little strand and pull it or make a change to it without disrupting the whole thing. The whole wow. thing. So interesting. Uh, that's important though, I think too, because I think long-term you're just fucking yourself if you don't work on the whole big picture. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Moving on to burnout. What about couples who, or what do you advise women who come to you and go, I don't feel, I feel asexual now. Like I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling it anymore. Where do you go from there? So that was a majority of my clients when I had my medical clinic and not horny anymore. Yeah. The pleasure centers were turned off. It was like 70% not horny anymore. And then 30% like I'm horny and my male partner doesn't want to have sex. So what do we do? Um, (laughs) What do we do? We're fucked. Yeah. Not in a good way. (laughs) Yeah. Not the, not well fucked. (laughs) So burnout, that's medically it's cortisol dysfunction. Like we were just talking about. And generally that goes along with some type of hormonal imbalance. And I found the most damaging part of that is something called anhedonia. And that's the medical term for inability to feel pleasure or joy, or that like, I'm just not happy anymore. Or I have so much um, things to be happy for in my life. Like I have so much good and I'm just like, blah, what's wrong with me? There's a name Um, for that. I thought that was like depression. So that's the thing. And it this just gets basically, misdiagnosed all the time. So anhedonia is a diagnostic criteria of depression. 
But I think that we, it's one of many. And I think that we, I think anhedonia should be a diagnosis in and of itself. Because a lot of women, yeah, a lot of women will come to me and they like, I've tried everything. My gynecologist thinks I'm depressed or whatever. whatever. When really the problem is lack of pleasure those pleasure centers in our brain being turned off. The fact that we do so much for everyone else and feel like we have to earn our pleasure, earn Mm. our rest, right? Mm. Like all things need to be done around the house or our work stuff needs to be complete before we would allow ourselves to do something that feels good. And I mean, pleasure in a broad sense. Okay. Yes. Like you just not, not even sexual, just joy, basically all, experiencing. Joy. Yeah. All of it all like in and out of the bedroom. And that's like self-care so, and prioritizing yourself. Yeah. Cause what's the first thing to go on your to-do list when you're busy? The little side thing you had planned for you. Always. Not me. Cause I'm selfish and I, <laughs> and I'm going to make room for that. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, uh, that happens to a lot, a lot, a lot of women, especially after kids, or that's what I notice that I hear. Like the kids come and husbands write in and go, my wife's not the same anymore. It's because she's like switched into this different role. Mm -hmm. Into that like nurturing caregiving role. And with kids, you're on, you're on Mm -hmm. all the time, which creates the (laughs) cortisol dysfunction, which shuts off those pleasure centers. So when he goes to like touch her, She's like, get away from me because yes, because the pleasure centers in her brain is, are off. But if she's had a bath while he put the kids to bed, like, and she has time to do things that turn her pleasure centers back on, Mm -hmm. then that touch will feel different. Penetration feels better. Like just everything feels good when you're in that like softened, relaxed state, but we live our lives in that hard, rigid doing state for so much of the time. And it's like, I tell my clients all the time, it's like a vagina. Like we want to be soft, open, (laughs) wet, inviting, right? It can be Mm -hmm. like rigid and dry. Dry Sahara desert. It can't do that. Crusty, we call it over in my world is just our term for when we're like, <laughs> just not, like, just get away from me. Yeah. That's a fitting term. So do, would you recommend women to be like super intentional and kind of almost fake it till you make it like better make yourself masturbate kind of thing in a, if I'm not sugar coding it or no, I would. Yeah. If we're just going right to it, prioritizing pleasure, having pleasure practices, those are things that I teach, but it's also, if it was that simple, then they would just, then we would do, do it. it, right? It would be like, in what is like it? What five, makes you it could so read hard? an article. The mental block or the thoughts, emotions, um, and beliefs, really, because we've been taught, many of us from when we were younger, like, oh, sex is bad, or you're a slut if you like sex, and you need to be this great wife. Like I was, I went to a Catholic school the whole time. So it was all very like, mm-hmm. yes, um, I can relate to you. 
so we have negative messaging. We didn't get, we didn't get pleasure focused sex education in school. We got taught don't get pregnant, don't get an STI. And like, I was given a purity ring. Yeah. Yeah. Your hands are going (laughs) to fall off or whatever. Yeah. And we allow ourselves like for women, I find there's a lot of like box checking, like I'm a mom and then therefore not sexual anymore or no, no. exactly. (laughs) Yeah. No, I rebuke that right now. And some women that have even actively like tried to reframe those things. It's, it's an issue and underlying it all is this ability to receive pleasure, ability to allow yourself to feel good without earning it just because like to just be able to have sex, even though the laundry's not done, even though the lunches aren't packed and all your emails Mm -hmm. aren't sent. So it's really working on reframing our mindset around pleasure and feeling good and allowing ourselves to feel good. That's so important. And I think a very, uh, a lot of the ladies listening write in about this stuff. And so I think you ordered that like amazingly. And that's so helpful. Tell me how, what do you do? So the listen, my listeners can know how to hear you go in depth more about these topics. Cause I know this is what you talk about on your podcast, right? Specifically aiding in women. It's called pleasure principles with Dr. Jordan Wiggins. Correct. Yes. That's your podcast. Yeah, And that's where you definitely like, I'll go more in depth on all of these topics and how to start like shifting into that state of pleasure. Yeah. So my podcast, um, my book, the pink canary would be another place the to pink start. Canary? Mm-hmm. The pink canary. You can buy, can you buy it anywhere? Amazon anywhere? Yes. Okay, yep. cool. To the men listening, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram and I'm happy to point you towards some resources to help your female partner increase her pleasure. They want it. They need it. They're asking. I get asked this on a weekly basis, like how help me my wife, like they're asking for her because maybe she feels like she can't. So yeah. And I get DMs from the male partners all the time. Like help. What do I do? That's good. I'm glad we have a resource. I will put that in the episode notes and thanks again for stopping by. Okay, Reiki fam, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Next week, it'll be you and me, bad bedroom habits and leveling up in the bedroom, shooting it straight, real talk, real talky talk, maybe hurting some feelings, maybe taking some notes, all in love, all in love. If you're listening, make sure you are subscribed. Maybe you think you are, just do a little double check. If you're not, please follow, subscribe write a review, leave a rating, helps the show so much. It's beyond appreciated. And I will see you all next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.